Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in, listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Uh, why don't you stand with me today and welcome all of you watching online. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's already a beautiful day outside. It's going to be a beautiful day, beautiful day in here, a beautiful day in your heart. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, if you would, turn your Bibles to three places. This is kind of like Bible Bowl today. Uh, Isaiah 14, John 10.10, and Luke 10.17. Just going to kind of do a little Bible thing today. We'll conclude the series on the cross today. And basically, the title of this is Cross Fit. Uh, in other words, the cross has made me fit for whatever God's called me to do. Now, how do I best utilize the cross? You know, as, as I said in the beginning of this series, the cross oftentimes is, is uh, it's just an article of jewelry, and it's pretty, and, and it, it does have some meaning to some people, but the reality is the cross is the central focus of Christianity. You know, I mean, I've never seen a pendant of an empty tomb though that was very critical. But the cross represented the greatest commitment by one person who was totally innocent, the greatest commitment ever, and that it communicates to all people, this is how much God loved us and how much God loves us. And the reason for that cross is we had to have a perfect sacrifice to not atone for, but to wipe away the sins of all mankind once and for all. And it had to be that perfect sacrifice, and Jesus was it. Now, when we view the cross and we understand the cross, it is a symbol not just of sacrifice, but a symbol of great power that one man could uh, hang there Though he could have delivered himself by calling legions of angels to come and to remove him from the cross and totally wipe out mankind, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show you the strength and power of God, and I'm going to stay on this cross until the designated time that I am supposed to die. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves carrying a cross or feeling that cross pain, that, that, that suffering that comes with it, we oftentimes will say, God, deliver me from this, and, and I know that that's our human way of thinking, but Jesus didn't do that. He basically demonstrated to us that the greater the difficulty, the greater God shows up. In other words, God, don't deliver me. Make me equal to the task. Make me strong enough to get through the suffering. Make me strong enough to stay at this job until you're done with me at this job. Help me to stay where I'm at until you're done with me where I'm at. 
too often we're asking God, get me out of this, deliver me from this, and, and God, I just can't take it anymore. And what it says is, God, you're not strong enough to make me strong enough to overcome what I'm facing. But the cross demonstrated to us that we too, like Christ, can go through whatever suffering, and out of that suffering, like Christ, we learn obedience. Christ learned obedience through the things he suffered. And so as we've talked about this getting cross fit, uh, we have to realize there is pain in getting fit. You know, I've always worked out, but I was preaching in Kentucky, and, and a friend of mine who was a, a, a state champion wrestler, and he's, still, he's in his 40s now, but he's still very fit. And I said, man, let's go to the gym. You know, let's go work out. So he said, okay, go with me. So I go to this gym, and there's almost nothing in there. It's one of those CrossFit things. Didn't have the conventional equipment. And I'm looking around going, I've never done this before. And, and it was the most unique workout that, that I've ever had. And it was challenging. And, uh, you know, because I was a little older, the guy says, what, you know, what if you die? I said, if I die, I'll just go to heaven. You know, he's all worried about, you know, whatever. And so I managed it, got through it with my friend who's 20 years younger than me. But he, he was basically asking, are you fit for this task? And that, that's probably the biggest question that we have about ourselves. Are we fit for whatever we're up against? And this is where the cross comes in. And I can look to the cross and say, if Jesus not only suffered physically, and that was an agonizing death physically, but spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, I would say that was even tougher than what he faced uh, uh, physically because he's taking literally the weight of sin, past, present, and future, upon himself. Now, I don't know how many of you got used to sin so much so that it's no longer suffering for you. I was there at one time. You know what I'm saying? Every day was just full of sin, so it wasn't even a weight for me. Well, it was. I just didn't know I was carrying it. But if you have a conscience and you remain, you still have a conscience, when you do something wrong, it bothers you. It should bother us when we do something wrong, and, and, and we need to have a proper response to that. But Christ is carrying everybody's sin. The murderer, the rapist, he's carrying all of this upon himself so he can... He can full, feel the full weight of the sin that every mankind, all mankind would experience and taking it upon himself. Now, I know he's suffering physically, but think about it. If you feel horrible about your sin, one of them, he's carrying yours on steroids and the whole world. And here's what I'm saying today is we need... To quit asking God to deliver us, we need to start asking God to strengthen us. Because some of the time, as was the case for Christ, had he been delivered from the cross, there would have been no hope for mankind. And he could have been delivered. He himself said it. But he didn't pray that prayer because he knew the cross had to happen for everybody else to be free. You say, well, how does that apply to me? Well, you're going to be a better person if you endure whatever cross you're carrying 
because God is working in you his will and his purpose. There are people who pray to win the lottery, but their soul is not developed enough for the wealth that would come with the win. Your soul has to be developed in order to handle the blessing of God. Sounds funny. Everybody thinks blessing's great. Let me tell you something. Blessing is not great unless you know where the blessing came from and how to handle the blessing that comes. A lot of people get blessed and their whole life is wrecked because they were not ready for the blessing. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. And if you refuse to take up your cross and stay on that cross and walk under that cross until you are developed enough to handle what God's preparing you for, then whatever you get will crush you. Because you couldn't handle the weight of the cross, you will not handle the weight of the blessing. We all have had moments in our lives that we look and go, I, I, I can't believe I made it through that. What, it, what you're saying is, I, I didn't know I had it in me. I, I didn't know I could do this. I mean, this guy on the front row here, Mark Seals, well, we've known each other like three years. I am so proud of this man. I'm telling you, he, he, he had every reason to quit, but he didn't. And he let God work in him what he was working in him to get him where he is today. Now, I can talk about Mark and talk to Mark however I want. You know why? Because he carried the cross. I've called him before and said, where the heck you been? If he misses two Sundays, I'm on him like white on rice. Because I know where he came from. And I know where he was prior to being willing to take up his cross and follow Jesus. I'm not saying he wasn't a believer, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of believers who couldn't, who never had a splinter from a cross. I believe in Jesus, but don't put that cross thing on me. I just want the empty tomb thing. I just want the streets of gold. I just want the pearly gate thing. You wouldn't know what to do with heaven without a cross. And you won't get there without one. Because it prepares us. It helps us to identify with Christ. And, and we have to get cross fit. To be able to not run when it's time to stay. Isaiah 14, 12 says, How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to earth, you who once laid low the nations. This is talking about Satan. And, and here's what happens. The thief, John 10, 10, Satan came to earth to steal, kill, and destroy because he had a vision of heaven. He knew exactly what was going to happen when the cross came, what he wasn't sure of was that Christ would be raised on the third day. I'm absolutely sure he overplayed his hand. He thought, if I can just get him on the cross, I can defeat him. He will die a death in front of everybody. It will ruin any credibility that he had, and I will show everybody who I am. See, Satan is trying to do the very same to you. If I can just get him in that place of great pain and suffering... And they say they're a Christian, and all their friends are watching, wondering what they're going to do with the cross that they're on. And you quit or give up. Satan goes, I told you you didn't have it in you. 
I told you you couldn't make it. But when you rise up or you crawl and then you stumble and you walk until finally the day you run the race, I'm telling you, Satan is fighting to keep you down so that your testimony won't ring clear in other people's lives. My comeback wasn't so Mark Crow could, could have any glory. My comeback was you can kick somebody, you can put them down, but Jesus will raise you up. If you're willing to face it and carry the cross, he will raise you up. Don't let anybody keep you down and put a foot on your throat and tell you you're not good enough. You'll never make it. Watch me. Put another nail in my hand. Put a spear in my side. Go ahead. Put a crown of thorns on my head. You cannot take me out. Jesus showed us that. And the spirit that raised him from the dead lives in us now. And quickens our mortal bodies. And keeps us from having pity parties. We turn what the devil says is pity into praise. And God shows up and inhabits the praise and strengthens our lives. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what we feel. We are moved by what we know. And those who know their God shall do exploits. Not moved by how I'm feeling every day. Because right now I ain't feeling real good about 9.30 on Sunday morning post-Easter. Because everybody said, we came Easter. We ain't coming after. Get your booty out of bed. Because right now I'm carrying your cross. I ain't carrying yours. Mine's heavy. Luke 10, 20 says, However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And you know what? Jesus doesn't own an eraser. He wrote it in ink. Indelible. This really irritates religious people, Jesse. Irritates them. Because you and I can't do one thing to earn a place in heaven. But we can walk and live a life that brings heaven to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You want to bring heaven to earth? There'll be a cross. Are you able to handle heaven? You can't handle heaven without a cross. Neither could Jesus. That's how come Jesus said, I ain't coming down off of here. Because the only way I'm going to get back to the right hand of the Father is to hang here until he says, it is finished. Jesus, you said, well, Jesus said that. He said, I don't say anything but what I hear the Father say. The Father whispered down from heaven, Jesus hanging on the cross. Hey, hey, say this. Really irritate him. What if he just died? No, Jesus said, hey. I'm the one that gets to determine when this deal's over. And I'm here to tell you out loud in front of the multitude, it is finished. I beat the cross. It didn't kill me. I gave my life up. Life is short. Fight the right fights. Life is short. When you're thinking about paying bills and you're hating it, (laughs) I'm thinking about preparing my own exit to OG&E, ONG, Water Department, MasterCard, Visa. This is Mark Crow. I'm fixing to go to heaven. Y'all deal with the payment. It is finished. 
1 Timothy 6 says, fight the good fight of faith. Not just fight faith for faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I had this thought. I did a funeral yesterday, and as I was talking with the family and the, this young man, I said young man, 43, uh, passed away, obviously, we, we say prematurely. And, you know, we never know what, what that really means because, uh, you know, we, we don't know anybody's appointed time to die. But, but he had, while he was in prison, had given his life to Jesus, sent a letter to his sister and told her the story. And, uh, and it was moving uh, and, and thrilling that he had shared that testimony because he died without anyone knowing that he was going to die. It was not expected. And he had, he had issues after prison and had issues with... Uh, drugs and things, and, and I was talking to the family, and I said this, and, and do not judge me. It came out, and I believe it was off the press of heaven. I said, you know, I, I'm getting old enough now to realize I think it's going to be more difficult to stay out of heaven than to get into heaven. Now, think about this just for a moment. When the Son of God who gives his life had committed no sin, it says, if you will call on my name, you will be saved. That's like one of those short verses in the Bible. Like right after Jesus wept. And there are people that are going to be in heaven that if your heart's not right, you're going to be angry. Because you don't think they ought to be there. Which makes a point, that's why you're not God. And I'm not God. Now, when I say that, think about the grace and the mercy of God extended to mankind. And I know what the Bible says about, you know, we're saved by faith through grace, not by works, lest anyone should boast. Here's the reality. I'm less concerned about that and, and, and more concerned about people living a life, a defeated life on earth. And I'm not talking about worldly possessions. I'm talking about peace that passes all understanding. I'm talking about a joy unspeakable. You know, you're the person that just had your car repoed. All your neighbors saw it repoed, and they come over, and, and they're patting you on the back, saying, it's no problem. Well, well, your car was just repoed. It only means that God has one better for me. That one was not working for him. And, and they'll look at you strange, but what I'm saying is this. This is what I'm talking about. Is, is you have this knowing in your life that that suffering moment, yeah, it hurts that so you don't have transportation right now, but the reality is if this is your cross, you pick it up and say, I just know everything's going to be all right. I know everything's going to be all right. Yeah, we're going through hell right now. I'm talking about a location. That ain't a cuss word. We're going through that hot spot right now. Things are not easy. Things are not good. You are getting cross fit. You are not going to quit because you're going to be fit. Because you're too legit to quit. A little spirit of Dr. Seuss up in here today. Or MC Hammer.
story, there used to be a bully who would demand my lunch money every day, one kid said. He said, since I was smaller, I'd give it to him. Then I decided to fight back. I started taking karate lessons, but then the karate lesson guy said I had to start paying him $5 a lesson, so I just went back to paying the bully. That's what a lot of people do. They just go back and, you know, I tried to fight him, but I, it's just too expensive. It's just too hard. I'm just going to go ahead and give it up to the bully. The bully in this case is Satan. And you just, you just give in. You say, I'm just tired of fighting. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Join the human race. I'm just tired. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. So if I can find joy, I can be strength. I can find strength. I can overcome my fatigue. This is cross fit. That means you, you can handle the weight of whatever cross you have to carry today. And, and this is what's very important. Uh, my son Chris and I were in Dubai, and we were, uh, this is many, many years ago, and, and uh, we were out in the desert, which the whole place is desert, but we were really in the desert. We were going to ride camels. And uh, so we, we meet this young man from Egypt who, who's a Muslim. And uh, I always enjoy talking to people about what they believe and why they believe it. And, you know, I don't get mad. So, you know, I, you, you say, well, I can't believe you talked to a Muslim. Why, you know, you never know who you're talking to. Just be nice. And so I asked him the question. I said, uh, tell me about the unrest in today's Egypt. Because at the time, they were, there was travel advisory. still is, I'm sure. And he said these words. He said, my people have memorized but not learned. How many Christians can quote Scripture after Scripture, but they've never learned? How do I know they've learned? They're able to apply what they've memorized. You haven't learned if you can just quote Scripture. You know, forgiven you shall be forgiven. That person over there is an idiot. Really? You memorized, but you didn't learn that that means you have to forgive. I know that stinks sometimes. I mean, I wake up. There are certain days. They're, they're called vengeance days. I just get up and I say, God, could we just, just show me some action? Show me some power up in here. Take care of somebody who's been messing with me. I know you have those days. It's like, cut them at the knees. Then when you're done with them, go over to Joe Bob. And I know it's wrong. I know what the Bible says, but every now and then, I, I, I put the cross away. I put it in a closet and say, I don't want to carry that today. I don't want to carry that cross today. Uh, God, I want, matter of fact, could you give me a hammer and nails? I want to put a few people on that cross today. Matter of fact, I got two sides. I can hang two people up on that thing. God said, I didn't, I didn't give it to you to hang them. I gave it to you to hang you. Mm, that's a tough conversation right there. Don't just memorize, do it. Second thing about this being CrossFit is you judge less and you imagine more. You can tell when you CrossFit. You're not going around fighting everybody and everything and fighting the cross and fighting what you're going through and, and fighting to get the cross off you and fighting to get it over with. I used to have this thing saying, boy, if I can just get through this. Hey, you know what? If you just get through what you're going through right now, there's another get through. And there'll be another if I can get through this and another I can get through this. And life is full of if I can just get through this is. 
You ain't ever going to be done. And that's Berry Hill language. You ain't ever going to be done. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day you are gone. So you just need to get out there, make sure. The one thing you can do is reduce the splinters on your cross. Sand that baby. (laughs) I got to hang here, but I ain't going to have splinters in me. (laughs) Make it as smooth as you can. Don't fight it too much. If you fight it, it'll rub you wrong, but just gently put it on there. Just walk, just dance with it. Don't judge life's failures. Don't judge the moments where you feel like you failed. They'll keep you from the dreams that God is holding before you. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. has enough problems of its own. You have to begin to see beyond your crisis. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The three Hebrew children in Babylon. They refused to bow and worship just like Daniel did. And the king threatened them with the fiery furnace. He was so mad, he cranked it up hotter than it had ever been. This was their cross. This was their moment. And they said, King, even if our God doesn't deliver us, even if he doesn't. See, this is CrossFit. This is the way CrossFit people respond. Even if he doesn't, I'm going to worship him. not worshiping you. I'm not running. I'm not quitting. No matter what happens, I'm fit for the task. I'm fit for the task. And guess what? When you get fit for that one, you go up to another one, and you get bigger, you get stronger, you get better. Don't try to get rid of your crosses. Figure out how to imagine. And they saw God. They saw what God had for them. The outcome of your life is determined by the outlook you possess in life. The outcome is connected to the outlook. The outcome in your life is a reflection of what you saw when you were going through what you were going through. Did all you see was how wronged you were, how bad people were, how mistreated you've been, how everybody else has done wrong, and and you start looking at all the reasons to have an attitude. And let me tell you, if that is all you look at, you're not going to like the outcome because your outlook stunk. So you have to change your outlook in order to change your outcome. A lot of people are scared and afraid. Neuroimaging has shown that, this is, this is the last point, take more risks. Neuroimaging has shown that as we age, the center of cognitive gravity tends to shift from the imaginative, imaginative right brain to the logical left brain. Now, you can't make sense of God. You and I can't make sense of the universe. We can't make sense of most of what God has done because the Bible says his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. 
And so what happens is we start trying to get logical with God. And God is a very imaginative God. All you have to do is look at butterflies, look at fish, look at everything around us. You, I mean, God is an artist. A major, I mean, look at the sky and the clouds and the moon and the stars and the constellations and the galaxies and, and you look at all creation and God is just so creative, which means he had this phenomenal imagination. He created all of this from nothing and then he deposited himself in us. And yet, as we grow older, we try to become more logical so that we, we minimize our risks. Sometimes the greatest reward comes as a result of the greatest risk. Goes on to say, and this neurological tendency presents a grave spiritual danger. At some point, most of us stop living out of imagination and start living out of memory. Instead of creating the future, we start repeating the past. You become more like your parents the older you get, and that ain't good. I love my parents, and, and my dad was the most logical guy I ever met, and, and he did all right. But we start looking back, and if you're looking back, you will never move forward. And it doesn't mean they were wrong and you're right. It just simply means that they were living in that dispensation and you're in this dispensation and you can't get to the next dispensation by living in the past dispensation. A part of the cross that we carry is being willing to go from the glory they lived in to the glory we're called to live in. And our kids going from the glory we lived in to the glory they're called to live in. Instead of creating the future, we start repeating the past. Instead of living by faith, we live by logic. Instead of going after our dreams. Life is short. Fight the right fights. Judge less. Imagine more. Take more risks. Life's worth living. You know... I don't know how many of you have thought through this, and it's probably a little morbid to some of you, but I, I've thought through death. It, it just doesn't scare me and, and don't really care at all. And I know my wife hates me to say that. She always gets on to me, and I'm probably going to get in trouble after this sermon. But I've thought through it. You know, I, I, there's a part of me because I'd like to be cremated, and then a part of me goes, no, I'll put me in a casket and put some really strange expression on me when people walk by. I'm going, You know, just something fun. You know what I'm saying? Just to lighten the load. Just when, what a tough day. No. Never seen that before, have you? And have to have a little higher lid. You know why? Because death is not the end. It's the beginning of a whole new life of immortality. Now, we hate losing people we love, and it's sorrowful, and it, it is. But the reality is, that cross cannot beat you. We all must take up our cross and follow him. So, don't run from your cross. Matter of fact, wake up every day and go, which one is it today? 
because I know you're going to be there and you're going to shoulder it for me because you told me to cast every care upon you. But the very fact that I trust you is a part of that process. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Nothing's impossible with God. Quit asking to be delivered and ask God for more strength. God, we can do this. I want to do this. I want you to be glorified in my response to the pain and the suffering. When we rise up out of our sin, some of you, your world of influence may not mean that much or be that large. And, and it, but to you, it's, it's everything. Ten people have seen you fail or fall. Five of them have judged you, if not seven, have judged you harshly. Three of them stand by your side. And rather than being grateful for the three, you worry about the seven. Grab hold of three and say, thank you. And on your bad day, look and say, those other seven people are really stupid, aren't they? And then quickly repent. I've had to learn this lesson over and over and over the last five years. I know who I am. God knows who I am. Jesus died for who I am. He made me the way I am. He is the great I am. I can get up every day and I have a choice. I can carry the cross of my past or I can pick up the cross of my future. You got a cross. The future cross, the one that leads you to tomorrow that you're carrying today is light, filled with imagination and dreams. But if you pick up the cross of your yesterday, you have just told Jesus your cross was not big enough for that cross. So I'll go back and carry it. He lifts our cross. Matter of fact, one person put it this way. The cross that Christ puts on us doesn't crush us. It lifts us. So don't think of it as weighty. Say, I'm just getting fit. He did this. He's allowing this so that I can, I can rise up and be a testimony for him. I can smile in the midst in the face of adversity. I can love in the face and midst of criticism. I can bless when I'm being judged. This is liberty. This is freedom. And whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Stay free, my friends. Stay free. Be crossfit. Be crossfit. Nothing is going to be too difficult. In the world, you have tribulation. Jesus said, take heart or take courage. I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being such an awesome God and Savior. Thank you for empowering us, enabling us to be fit for whatever task or difficulty comes our way. With every head bowed and every eye closed, your confession is what sets your course. Confess with your mouth.
Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you will be saved. Confess with your mouth. Believe with your heart. And you will be saved. I want to pray a prayer right now for those of you that have yet to acknowledge the cross, the sacrifice made on that cross, the victory won on that cross. We're going to pray a prayer. And as you pray this prayer, it is an acknowledgement, a confession that will change your life forever. So I want everyone in here to pray this with me and everyone watching online, pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. I call on your name, Jesus, and I declare I am saved. Amen.